Turn with me, if you have your Bibles, over to Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. We're going to read several verses of Scripture here just at the beginning. But, uh, you know, the Word doesn't ever hurt nobody. Amen? How many believes the Word's good for you? It's, it's, it's meat. It's bread. It's nutrition. It's health. It's life. It's joy. It's peace. Anything you need the Word to be, it is what you need it to be. Amen? But let's read what Isaiah says in Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 13 here. And I'm not going to preach a long time. There's just a lot of Scripture we're going to read right here at first. But now thus says the Lord. I like it when thus says the Lord. You know, This is God talking now. Amen? Who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. And I have called you by your name. I'm just glad God knows who you are. I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of gems in the world, but when he says gem and he's talking to your heart, your spirit man knows he's talking to that gem. Amen. Or that, or that Joe, or, 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 or you know, he, you, you, we just know. How many just know? You just know the voice of your father. And look what he said. I've called you by your name. You are mine. That ought to make you get up and shout and run around the building right there. You're mine. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. And since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. How many notice when God's talking to his people, he tells them fear not a lot of times? He doesn't want us walking in fear. He wants us walking in faith and in confidence in God, knowing that he's going to do it. But fear not, I'm with you. God's with us. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him, and yes, I have made him. Hallelujah. Now, bring, not, bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled, who among them can de declare this and show us former things. Let them bring out their witnesses, that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, It is truth. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he, and before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Now, listen, I know there's a lot of different religions today, and a lot of people are trying to make God to be something that He's not. They're trying to make God to form to their religion, to their beliefs, to their doctrine, to what they want, but God wants to be God. God is truth. I said God is truth. And God is not man that he lies or the son of man that he has to repent. But God is truth, and everything God is, is truth. Amen? Now, 
I am the Lord. There's no Savior. I've declared that I've saved and I've proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you're my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am He, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I will work. Who will let it? And that's what I want to deal with right there. I read all this other just to show you how good God is, how powerful God is. But what God is saying at the very end of this thing, I will work if you'll let me. I will do what I have declared I will do, but you know what? We're the deciding factor. I'm afraid that a lot of people have gotten to the point that they're getting lazy in their spiritual life. They just said, okay, God, here I am. Touch me. Do this. Do that. But there's some things that God requires out of us. There's some things that God expects out of us as believers in order for God's power to be manifested in our life. And for God's goodness to be in our life. And all of the blessings and the promises that He's made to us to be in It's God's will for us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. It's God's will that we be blessed in every aspect of our life. Not just one portion of it. I've had people tell me, they say, well, Brother Clarence, you know, if I just make it to heaven by the skin of my teeth, I'll be happy. Well, God don't want you to just barely make it in. I tell you what, I, I, God's not going to have no limping saints going limping into the kingdom of God when they go in there. No, sir. We're coming in joyous, victorious, free having the liberty of the Spirit in our life, knowing who we are in Christ, and we're going to walk right into the presence of God because we are who we are because He's made us who we are. Now, the Scriptures declare His power and who He is and what He's done. If you want to find out about God, read about Him. Amen? He's here. He's in this Bible. He's right here. All you got to do is just start. You can just read any book in this Bible, and you're going to find God, and you're going to find who He is. I, I, I've told this story, but a man that we worked with, he he was I, almost atheist, I would think. You know, I mean, I, he didn't believe in nothing, ridiculed and used God's name every other word, and just wanted to persecute us uh, Bible school students. You know, that were working there at General Motors at that time, <laughs> and, and he just oh, I tell you what. But you know what God did? He put a compassion in our heart. Three or four of us got together and started praying for him. And we just began to pray and believe God for him. And I'll never forget one weekend he came in. After the weekend, he came in that Monday morning. And usually he was grumpy, hangover, all this stuff, you know, from the weekend. And just cussing and carrying on and, and using the Lord's name. And But that morning, he came in jumping, joyful. Smile on his face, radiant. His whole countenance was transformed and changed. And he'd come over to us, hugged us with tears streaming down his face. Thank you guys for staying with me and not pushing me back, but holding me up in prayer. He said, I found Jesus this weekend, and I found out who he is. And we, we just listened to his testimony. He got the whole Gospel of John and read the whole Gospel of John over the weekend. And he said, every time I looked at something in John, I saw Jesus, and I saw the love of God. And he said, I received Receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. The Word is real. God will work if we'll let Him. God will do something supernatural if we'll allow Him to. Now, the Scriptures declare His power. 
I don't have to question the power of God. It's right here. He tells us who he is. He's got all power. All power has been given to him. Listen, if we could just get it in our spirit, God is God. And nobody is going to take his place. I don't care of all the religions in the world. There's none of their gods that can take the place of the God. Elohim. God with us. God in us. Nothing can take the place. But I'll tell you something. The devil's a liar. And victory's ours. And what God says is truth. And what we have to do is understand God said, I will work if you'll let me. Rodney, this was this man's name, that got saved. See, what happened is he had to see the power of God. But he had to allow God to work in his life and transform his life and change him by him believing what Jesus did for him and believing that Jesus was the Messiah, believing that Jesus died for him, became sin for him. And as he did that, he was transformed just like that. All the old was gone and everything became new. Amen? But now then, no one's able to deliver us. I'm God, and before the day was, I am He. There is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work. Who will let me? Now, what God is saying here, He wants to do many things in our lives. God wants to do supernatural things in our lives. God, God wants to do the best things in our life for us. God, God wants us to have the best life in this world. Uh, that's God's will. God wants, when I say best life, I'm not talking about we're going to be the richest person in, in North Texas. That's not what the best life is. The best life is having the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, and knowing that He is Lord over everything in our life. Regardless of what we have in the natural, it doesn't matter because He is everything we need. Whatever we need, He'll be it. And He'll see to it that it's done. And as I look at this, this is one of the most challenging scriptures in the Word. This is Jehovah God who spoke this world into being and saying, I will work if you'll let me. Now, you know what God's doing? He's putting it in our lap. He's putting everything in our lap. People can be saved if they'll just put it all at the feet of Jesus. And God can turn it around. We can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit if we'll just lay it all down and say, Lord, here's this old empty vessel. Fill it now. (laughs) And God will fill it full of the Holy Ghost and power. Praise God. And be full of the Holy Ghost and power. So God is supreme. Nobody denies that. God is supreme. God, How many believe God can do anything? He is God. Look at what Jesus said in Mark ten twenty seven. He looked into the, up on them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. All things are possible. Listen, don't give up on somebody because you don't think that they're going to ever get back to the Lord or they're not going to get back in the right standing with God. Don't give up on them. Listen, God doesn't give up on them. 
God doesn't give up on them until they just finally just turn their back totally on the Lord. But God doesn't give up on nobody. I want to tell you something. If a person dies and goes to hell, they got a whole lot of work to do. They're going to be exhausted when they get there. Because they got to step over the blood of Jesus. They got to step over all those prayers of the saints and the mothers and the dads and the uncles and the aunts and the, and all of the people that love them. They got to step over all that. They, they, listen, it's hard work to go to hell. You got to work extra hard to get there. But when you get to heaven, guess what? It's so easy. Just accept what Jesus did and who He is and what He's done for us. With God, all things are possible. So if you see a loved one that's not saved and born again, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> Glory to God. You ought to go up to them sometime. And they're, just, they're cussing and just carrying on, you know. Say, with God, all things are possible. Amen. And they say, what are you talking about? <laughs> with God, all things are possible. You know why? Because with God, God can reach in and transform that old dirty heart. Change it. Make it pliable in, the, in His hands. And put the new life of Jesus Christ in there. God can do anything. Can you say amen? So there's two lines of thoughts on this scripture. I will work who will let it. Number one, when God plans to do a certain thing, there's no power that's able to stop Him. When God's ready to do something, there's no power that's going to stop it. When God gets ready to move in this earth, there's no power, no demonic powers. Nothing's going to stop it. God gets ready to move in the United States of America with a great move of God, with a call of repentance to everybody in this country. I want to tell you something. There's no devil in hell that can stop it. It's still going to be the choice of an individual to accept God or not accept God. But with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So, God, there's no power able to stop Him. You know, we've got to get that in our spirit. There's no power... That's able to stop the will of God. How many believe God's in charge? (laughs) So if He's in charge, there's no demon in hell that can stop what God wants to do. You need to look in the mirror when you get up in the morning and say, Self, there's nothing going to stop you today. Because with God, all things are possible to him that believes. Amen? So, when God plans to do something, there's no power that's able to stop him. The second thing is this. When God desires to do a work in a person, they must submit to his plan or his will. See, God's not going to just hit you on the head. Okay, buddy. (laughs) No, he's going to get your attention But then it's up to you to realize that you have to submit to His plan or His will. When God's doing something big in your life, listen, God's able to do anything. Nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible to Him that believes. There's no no limit to what God can do. There's no limit to what God will do for you as an individual or as a family or, or us as a church together. There's no limit because... With God, all things are possible, but in order for God to work, I'll work who will let it. We have to submit to God. Hallelujah. And submit to His plan. Not our plan. God's plan. 
Not my will, God's will. We've got to come to that place that our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price, and we belong to the Lord. We're God's possession now. We're God's property now. So anything that we do, it's to please Him, and it's His will and His desire. And as we obey the Lord, we submit to His plan. See, God's all-powerful. God can do anything. I mean, miracle after miracle has, was recorded in this book. There's not enough paper to, pen, to, to be able to print all the miracles that Jesus did when he walked those three and a half years upon the earth. There's not enough paper to even put it all in writing, uh, the, all the miracles that he did. All we saw is just a tip of an iceberg on some miracles they did. 5,000 fed and, and blind eyes opened and uh, uh, demon-possessed people set free. And, and uh, I mean, you begin to, the dead raised. I mean, you know, uh, God did all of these things. But that, not even the tip of the iceberg can record every incident that Jesus did. Because He's God. Amen. When God is in charge, things are going to be different. But see, God desires cooperation from the believer. We have to cooperate with God. Hmm. God, I can't... I don't know why I don't have no joy. I don't know why I don't have no peace. I, I don't I don't know why I don't like that person over there, or I don't like that person over there. I, I don't understand why I don't have no joy and no peace. Well, you know what? We got to cooperate with God. Amen. We got to come to that. How many knows God loves the unlovely? <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, we were probably most of the, some of the most unlovely people there was before God got a hold of us. <laughs> Amen. I've heard some of your testimonies, you rascals. You know, I mean, <laughs> there are no angels sitting out there, you know, that was angelic beings and just doing. No, sir. God got, listen, He got the worst of the worst and just transformed us. Changed us. Made us new. New creatures in Christ. But we have to submit to His plan or will. We have to cooperate with God. How many knows what cooperation is? It's working with God. If you cooperate. You ever got somebody that's having to pull on a rope or do something, you know, and everybody was wanting to pull the opposite direction and do this or do that, and it wasn't working. But if everybody cooperates, guess what? Things go perfect because God's in it. There's no power that's able to stop him when we cooperate with God. There's no power that can stop you as an individual from receiving what God has for you when you're cooperating with God. Cooperating with his word. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Cooperating with everything. Listen, the Holy Ghost is in you to guide you. Direct you. Instruct you. Lead you. <laughs> Amen. It's not my it's not my job to get you by the noose on the neck and pull you around. <laughs> if that work, we'd do it, but we can't do that. No, we have to cooperate with the Holy Ghost. 
The Holy Ghost is the one that's leading, directing, and guiding, and, and encouraging, and, and bringing you into this place, and bringing you to a place where you can come into this place that God wants you to. There's no power that's able to stop when a person cooperates with God. Hallelujah. I, I, I was so thankful, Brother Hass, one day when I realized it wasn't me that did the healing. <laughs> Sometimes I've seen preachers pray for people and you think they're, you think they're doing it. They, they shake them. They slap them. <laughs> now, some of them did it in faith. I mean, you know, Jack Cole did a lot of that. I mean, you know, boom. But God did a lot of miracles when he did that. But he believed. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I was so thankful. It's, it's not us that's bringing the healing. The healing was paid for 2,000 years ago. But it takes us to cooperate with God and believe God with an individual or whoever it is that we're ministering to or for. And it's up to us to allow the Spirit of God to flow through us to them. Sometimes, you know, you've got to penetrate walls of unbelief and walls of fear and walls of doubt that there you got to penetrate that through the power of the Holy Ghost but this it's still God doing it not you amen it's God that heals it's God that saves it's God that feels it's God that does all these things so now in order to get into a place where we can let God work there's two things that's necessary fellowship with God Fellowship with God. Fellowship is more than just coming to church and sitting on a pew and taking up time for about an hour and a half. Amen? Fellowship, fellowship is deeper than that. See, Abraham fellowshiped God. Isaac got into the place where he fellowshiped God. Just like his father did. He fellowshiped God. Fellowship is important. And we need to understand, fellowship with God is our communion with Him, praying and, and, and talking to Him and letting our spirit man be refreshed by coming into this place of fellowship with the Lord. You know, you, you, can, you can get anything you need from God. I don't care if everybody else in the church or everybody else around you doesn't want anything... Nothing can stop you from getting into fellowship with the Lord. We can fellowship the Lord. Praise God. We can worship Him. We can praise Him. Glorify Him. Now, some, some places may put you out because you're disturbing. <laughs> you know, but don't worry about it here. You, listen, it's disturbing when you don't move. <laughs> We may come out there and put a mirror in front of your face or something, you know, see if you're breathing. <laughs> but fellowship is coming into a position where you're, 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 you're in communion with the Lord. Fellowshipping. Partaking. Being a partaker of. Praise the Lord. And, and letting God move. And submission. See, fellowship with God and then submission. 
People, when you hear that word submit, oh no, he's going to get on being faithful again. Being faithful. Well, that's part of faith. That is part of submission. But that's not what I'm talking about. We have to submit, yield over to a higher strength in a situation and let God take over. We submit to his power. And that's necessary if we're going to see God move. Amen? Now, when the time came for God to come into the earth realm, he needed cooperation from Mary. See, God can do anything, but he still needed cooperation from human beings in order to see the will of God accomplished. The will of God will be accomplished here when we get in submission to God and in working together with God is what I want to use that word. So, you know, use the word submission. Somebody said, well, he's, he's saying, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not obeying. Or I'm not, no, no, no. Submission is just coming under the authority of God and working with the Lord, working with Him and fellowshipping with Him. But He needed, oh, He needed cooperation from Mary when this happened. The promise of God had been given to the devil in Genesis, the first chapter. Oh, the third chapter, I'm sorry, in the 15th verse. And this is what God told the devil, the serpent. He said, the seed of the woman will crush or bruise your head. The seed of the woman. And that seed he was talking about was the Son of God. The manifested Son of God. Jesus Christ, the living Son of God. That was going to come to earth in the form of flesh in order to redeem flesh to bring us back to the glory that we lost. Amen. And this is exactly what Jesus did. He did all of this to bring us back and restore us back to that position with God so that we could be what God called us to be. He said, the seed of the woman will crush and bruise your head. And then Mary, remember when the, when the time came, when the fullness of time came, several thousand years went by. That was right around right, right 4,000 years when the promise was made, the very first promise, all the way up to the time Jesus was born. How many knows that's a long time? In our thinking, that's a long time. To God, it's nothing. Eternity is nothing to God. I mean, you know, how can you describe eternity? How can you measure eternity? It's, it's limitless. It's, uh, it's unlimited. I mean, you know, there's, there's no limit to it. There's, there's no ending to it. Eternity is just over and over and over. But God came down in the eons of time now, and He had to, to bring about the seed that was going to bruise the serpent's head. And when He did this, He had to have a woman and he found a young maiden named Mary that was not married yet, but engaged to be married. And God shared with her what he wanted to do. But look what, well, look what Mary told the Lord, Luke one thirty eight. This is what submission is. Be it unto me according to thy word. Just be it unto me according to thy word. She told Joseph about it. Joseph, hey, I'm not going to fight God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> God said this, we're going to believe God together. And they did. Because, you know, after, after Jesus was born, Mary bore other children. In fact, some of the brothers of Jesus were in the upper room. <laughs> Along with Mary, his mother was in the upper room and received the Holy Ghost. Now, be it unto me according to thy word. 
So we have to submit. God's Word says, I want to bless. God's Word says, I want to do this for you. God's Word says, I'm, I'm this to you. I'm your peace. I'm your joy. I'm your love. I, I, I'm your supplier. I, I'm your healer. I'm your health. I'm, I'm, you, listen, but we have to submit. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Peter needed a miracle. Over in uh, Luke, the fifth chapter, the Bible says that, talk about Jesus, he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Jesus just said, uh, uh, I need your ship, Simon. <laughs> just thrust out a little bit into the deep here, and let me just use it. And so he did, and he thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. Now, I want you to notice the wording here, what Jesus said. Simon, launch out. He's used his boat now that he asked permission to use his boat to do the teaching from. And he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, nets, for a drought of fish. And Simon said unto him, Master, does this sound like us a lot of time? Lord, I've done all that. I've done what Brother Clarence told me to 59 times, and I, I did, it ain't worked yet. He said, Master, we've toiled all night, and we've taken nothing. But look what Peter said. Nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. We've we got to come to the place that we, when God tells us something, we don't worry about what people think. If God says do something, you do it. And when you do it, God's going to honor what you're doing, and we're going to see the results of what we're believing for. Listen, miracles are ours. Blessings belong to us. Nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible to him that believes. But see, what it's, it, 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 God said, I'll work. Who will let me? <laughs> God said, I want to do something in your life. Will you let me? I was talking to a young preacher one time in Bible college, and, and uh, he had all these big ideas, you know. He just he had all this stuff in his head. And he said, well, Clarence, he said, I'll tell you what. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. He, he was a very orderly person. He said, when I get to this point, and then he even had his wife picked out. And he said, then God's going to give me this beautiful woman. Listen, beauty's only skin deep. <laughs> this, one, this one guy, he, he, had a, he had wanted a beautiful wife. And he, wanted, he was an evangelist and a preacher. And his wife had to play the organ. The piano and be able to sing. She had to be beautiful, the so much on the figure, you know, and and all oh, she had to be just so so. And so they got married, and boy, he was just excited. This is it. This is it. And so she was in the bathroom getting. He got in bed, and she was in the bathroom getting dressed. And here she come out, and she took her teeth out and put them in a glass. 
She took her false eyelashes off and put them down. She took her wig off and put it on the stand over here. And he looked at her. She took her teeth out. All this was gone. All this is supposed to be his beautiful wife. He looked at her and he said, Sing! <laughs> Y'all didn't get that, did you? <laughs> See, we have it all figured out. How many understand what I'm saying? We have everything figured out exactly what we're going to do. But listen, when God speaks, we need to obey His Word. I will work if you'll let me. I will be what you call me, what you want me to be. I will be your guide. I'll be your teacher. I'll be your protector. I'll be your provider. I'll be your healer. I'll be the miracle worker. God wants to do all of this for us, but He will work if we will allow Him to. We have to allow it. Can you say amen? So what did Peter do? Nevertheless, we've toiled all night, Master. I know about my work and my fishing. I know exactly how to do it. I've been doing this. I don't know if he told me he'd been doing it longer than he has, but that would be a lie because Jesus was before. <laughs> Amen. But he said, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down. Now look what he said. Jesus said, Cast your nets. And he said, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I want to tell you something. Some of us could be so much further down the road if we just go ahead and do what God says do in the first place. And don't try to measure it out the way we want to measure it out. And when they had this done, when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. Their net broke. Now, wouldn't it have been so much easier if he would have submitted to God and just said, come on, fellas, get all the nets. We're going to cast our nets out. I'm sure some of them were like Peter. Well, we've boy, we've been working all night long. We hadn't gotten nothing. But nevertheless, I'll go ahead and just do this little bit. <laughs> Have you ever been in a service where the Holy Ghost speaks and tells somebody to do something, and if you'll do this, God will do this, and and somebody does it, and boy, the Lord moves and blesses. And then some say, "Well, I'll jump in now," you know, and and do it. But you know, we don't. We just don't want to get in with all fours at the same time. Sometimes we're just a little bit negligent as far as jumping in all the way with the Lord. You know, I, I used to be that way when tell, somebody tell me to jump into the river, you know. I, I'd get up there and I'd put my little feet in the water first. <laughs> Woo, that's cold. <laughs> and then I'd stick my other foot in. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about? We, we check it out instead of just believing and jumping in. The Lord told Peter, let down your nets. And he said, I'll let down, nevertheless at your word, I'll let down the net. And that's what he did. So we have to submit. I'll work if you'll let me. God will do a whole lot more in our lives if we'll let him do it. Can you say amen? Now look at uh, Luke 22, verses 39 through 42. Jesus, 
knew the plan of redemption for man before he left the throne of heaven. And this is a perfect example of submitting and obeying. Jesus himself had to literally submit to the death that he did. He had to submit to the suffering that he went through. He had to submit himself to what he was getting ready to do. Because he realized that he was going to become sin. He became sin. He didn't just, he wasn't just a sinner. He became sin. So that we could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And look what Jesus did. Coming out of, he went into the Mount of Olives in 39 through 42 of Luke 22. And he went into the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him when he came to the place. He said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. Now, this is Jesus. Jesus, God himself in a human body, in human flesh. He could feel pain. He, he felt the pain when they, when they scourged him and beat him and, and, and did all of these things, plucked his beard and put the, uh, the crown of thorns on top. He, he, he knew the pain of it all. But you see, when he, came, he knew what he was going to go through already. Already. And he said, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. If it be possible, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, aren't you glad he put that word nevertheless in there when he was praying? Not my will, but yours be done. See, Jesus was human, yet he was God. Amen? He was 100% flesh and blood, but yet he was God. He had to be 100% flesh and blood in order to be the supreme sacrifice that was necessary and the necessity of it. But yet he was God. In the flesh. And when he came to this place of prayer, he said, if it be possible, let it pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. See, Jesus was bringing his flesh into subjection. Jesus said, I yield myself to your hands to finish the plan of salvation. He knew the separation of the Father was nigh. Listen, he was going to be separated from God. Because remember, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The, the the sense of God leaving him, forsaking him for that just that brief time was anguish and torment to him as the man Christ Jesus. But all of a sudden, you see, he submitted to that in order because he saw beyond that and he saw himself going into the regions of hell and taking the keys of death and hell away from the devil and coming forth victorious. And the Bible said when he was on the cross, the veil of the temple was rent from the top to the bottom and there was a made access for every one of us into the presence of the Lord through that death. But Jesus had to submit to that in order for that to happen. So listen, God will work if we'll let him. God will do what He said He would do. Can you say amen? Now, I like what Psalm 16, verses 8 through 10 says. I've set the Lord always before me because He's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. I, therefore, my heart is glad. My glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. When? When we submit to God. God's not done yet. 
I said, God's not over. It's not over with yet. Praise God. It's not done. God has plans. Everybody say, God's got plans. See, He's got plans for me, for you, us individually. He's got plans for us collectively as the body of Christ here. God's got plans to bless us. But He can only work as we submit to His perfect will. God won't move outside of His will. And if we start doing something on our own, guess what? God just withdraws Himself from that. Because He's no part of that. But when we submit to the will of God, then we're going to see the blessings of God and the abundant blessings of God. And He can only work as we submit to His will. And we have to release our faith in His ability. Remember, you can't do anything. You can't heal a fly. (laughs) You can't do anything on your own. But we have to release our faith in the ability of God. God's ability, His divine ability, is available to every one of us. And whatever we need Him to do, God will do it. I want to tell you something. God is working. Praise God. I said God's working. Praise the Lord. The best is yet to come. Somebody said, oh, Brother Clarence, you always say that. The best is yet to come. It is. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. And that's not when I say amen today either now. (laughs) But the best is yet to come. God wants to do something good in our lives. God's not done. God's not finished with you. Sister Pat, God's not done with you. He's still got something for you to do. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. All the anointing of God is going, mm, yeah. (laughs) Because God's not done. How many would like to see us do a duet up here one night? (laughs) Oh, I tell you what, God's, listen, God knows where we are this morning. God knows what you're going through. He knows the situation you're in. The devil's tried everywhere in the world to make it look dark and gloomy, like it's no way out and there's no hope, there's nothing good can come out of anything that's going on. I want to tell you something. God is still God. And He will work if we'll let Him. I said God will do it if we'll allow Him. But we have to submit to Him and give ourselves to Him. And say, Lord, I can't do it. (laughs) Nothing I can do. And when you do that, guess what? God shows up. And His power is there. And victory's yours. It's already yours. But you see, we gotta submit to God. Let God work. Let God, listen, when God's working, it may not be what we wanna see happening. But listen, God's working. And if we're letting God work, and we let Him do it, we're gonna see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah! Oh, lift your hands and thank God this morning. Just praise Him out loud. Glory to God. Father, we thank You. We praise You out loud. We praise You out loud. We praise You out loud. We praise You out loud, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Could we sing those choruses that we just sang a while ago? Shut your eyes. Lift your voices. Lift your hands. Glorify Him from your spirit.
or have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith. In God for deliverance, have faith in... Could you just slip up your hand and say, Lord, I'm going to have faith in you this morning. Sing it to the Lord. Oh, have faith in God. Have faith. In God, have faith in God for deliverance, have faith in God. Oh, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I believe you. I believe you, I believe you, I believe you, I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Your Word declares it. Your Word declares it. I receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.